Day 8. Adore. O come, let us adore him, we sing each Christmas, but many of us would struggle to say we really adore the baby Jesus, though some, following St. Francis, may be moved to genuine adoration. That, I assume, is why today's Bible reading is a passage from the Song of Songs. Anyone who's been in love will know the feeling. Suddenly the sight and sound and thought and smell and presence and touch of the beloved is utterly compulsive, irresistible, electrifying. It isn't simply that we feel more alive in their presence. We feel as though we couldn't be alive any other way. We are helpless with adoration. We know that that level of emotional intensity can't last, but it's powerful while it's there. So what does it mean to adore God? Should we really aspire to that? Isn't it enough to say that we believe in him, that we're grateful for his powerful rescuing love, for the presence of his spirit and the promise of being part of his new creation? Well, that's a good start. As with romances, perhaps that's the level of normal life. But again, as with romance, it's good to rekindle the flame now and then. Christians down the years have developed ways of doing just that. After all, our allegiance to our great God is always under threat. Our world is full of idols, whispering their lies into our ears and our hearts. It's much easier to resist them if obeying them means turning away from one you adore rather than from one you merely believe in, important though belief is. When the ancient Israelites were being taught to stay loyal, they were constantly reminded what God had done for them in the Exodus. He had remembered the promises he'd made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He had overthrown the Egyptians, bringing Israel out through the Red Sea, and he was now leading them through the desert to their promised inheritance. All this was because of his covenant, his marriage promises to Israel, his unshakable love. They knew all this, but they were still wayward. Moses, however, was allowed to come into the tabernacle, to the place where God had promised to meet him, and when he came out, his face was shining. In the New Testament, the place of the tabernacle and the temple in the Old Testament is taken by Jesus and the Spirit. Jesus himself simply is the living, tabernacling presence of God. As John says in one of his most famous lines, literally the Word became flesh and tabernacled in our midst, chapter 1, verse 14. And when the Spirit comes to dwell in a person or in a community, they are the temple of the living God, the reality for which even the Jerusalem temple was just an advance signpost. As the Spirit helps us to get to know Jesus, and that's the primary thing the Spirit wants to do, we are getting to know God. And if it really is Jesus we are getting to know, the man from Nazareth, the crucified and risen Saviour, the one who loved me and gave himself for me, then as we allow our ideas about God to be refashioned around him, we discover, perhaps fleetingly at first, something new growing in our hearts, something which, like hearing the name of a lover, makes us almost blush and stammer, something which might even bring tears to our eyes, adoration. As with romance, there is no surefire formula, 
but there are tried and tested ways of rekindling the flame. Read the stories of Jesus again and again. Read them hungrily. Imagine yourself as a character in them, a bystander to begin with, and then a participant in the conversation. Get inside the stories. Work your way to the front of the crowd, and then tell Jesus what's on your heart and mind. Sit with the disciples as Jesus washes their feet, and let him wash yours. Use the moment to blurt out everything that's worrying or bothering you. And come regularly to worship with other Jesus followers, particularly at the bread-breaking service, which was Jesus' own way of explaining his death as an exodus-like act of generous, nourishing, rescuing love. We share the mystery-filled bread and wine. In some traditions, we gaze at them in awe. In heart and mind, we share the moment with the friends for whom we pray, and we hear Jesus' voice, Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. O come, let us adore him. And so we pray, Give us, gracious Father, such a vision of who you are, such a vision of your Son, living and dying and rising again for us, and such a sense of the presence of your Holy Spirit that adoration may come naturally to us to adore you, the only God, and to worship and serve you with our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.